Thank you for tuning in again to the Rocky Brown Ministries podcast. I am Rocky Brown. I just roll with it. It's like I was telling Dave Bowman today, him and Jody have got two of the greatest knacks I ever seen for asking a question to someone that does not need to be asked at that moment in time. I mean, it's like a superpower. You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, you know, someone's just divorced or something and it's been horrible and all this different stuff and they won't know a thing really bad and they'd be like, hey, how such and such? <laughs> it's like the waterworks is like, oh my God. <laughs> and my my friend Jody Smith had an act for it. I was like, I don't know if y'all know Jody. But I mean, like, Jody would, I mean, and I love him. But I mean, we would go places, you know, and I would be like, and I do the same thing with Dave now. I just brief them. I'm like, okay, we're going here. These people are going to be there. Don't say anything. Oh, that's one day. That's one Dave's famous for. So I just brief them. You know, I got to where I'd like, you know, I'd find out all the information. Because, like, I would know, you know. And then I'd think, well, everybody else knows, you know. And it's like they don't know. And they walk in, you know. Hey, how's your husband doing? That dirty SOB left me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that, that that part happened. But, I mean, we, uh, I mean, like, we found ourselves in some situations. Like, man, this is bad, you know. So, I was, we was at a place today, and I was hoping Dave wouldn't say anything, you know, because, like, he wasn't connecting the dots, and I didn't think to brief him ahead of time, you know, and, of course, we go in, and we sit down, you know, and we're talking, blah, 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 you know. Oh, you can tell Dave Bowman's getting comfortable because he'll always lean back in that chair and put that arm up like this right here, you know what I mean? And then he's ready to talk, you know what I mean? So I poke fun at him all the time. So. All right, well... We will go ahead and get started. And let's see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get started. So, last week we started and then we kind of got, we got took a long, a different route for about 45 minutes or so. But it was good. I feel like it was, I mean, those little side journeys oftentimes help more than the teaching does. So, what I want to do is kind of go back over some stuff that we missed last week, right? So we only really got to kind of talk about and didn't even really get to get real in-depth with that about <clears throat> part 13 here is uh, basically other means of receiving healing. So we've talked about, you know, by your faith, corporate faith, you know, your faith plus someone else's faith. We've talked about moving your mountain, so on and so forth. So those are kind of like your primary ones, you know. So these are kind of like some different ones. Uh, and it's important to understand that every time we talk about this, if you need healing, don't lock it in your mind. Well, if I don't get it this way, it's not God's will for me to have it. No, don't. Whatever you do, don't don't lock that in your head, right? I mean, because that right there has probably knocked more people out of receiving healing than anything. You know, people get, I mean, they'll get it in their mind. And they'll think, well, you know, if it don't come this specific way, I'm not going to get it. Well, it may not be, it, 
you got to understand that this topic of healing and all this different stuff is just like anything else. Healing is no different than provision and protection and all this different stuff. It's understanding, number one, I believe God wants to do this for me. Now, number two is, how do we get it working? Right? We kind of use the example about the fact that there could be a hundred lights under this canopy right now. And only one light switch. Well, I mean, if that light switch is on that pole right there, it's not going to do you a bit of good to go to these 12 other poles or 10 other poles and look for a light switch. And well, you know, well, I, I just, I refuse to get to flip the switch on at this pole. So I'm just going to do without, you know, well, I, I wanted to flip it on at that pole over there. And if I can't flip it on at that pole over there, I just ain't going to get it. I ain't going to do it. I'll go without. That's what a lot of people do, right? So it's important to understand it is God's will to heal. It's always his will to heal. We see that in the ministry of the Lord Jesus. We see that in the ministry of the Lord Jesus, God never refused healing to any person at any time. There were people that were not healed because of their unbelief. That's a fact of the matter. So it's making the switch and thinking, oftentimes a lot of people are wrong because what they teach and preach, they teach and preach from the perspective of they want to prove that what they believe is right. Instead of trying to preach and teach in truth. Okay, so, you know, if I'm wrong about, so I always keep myself movable enough to understand that, hey, I want the Lord to show me something here. If I'm wrong here, or maybe it's not necessarily that I'm wrong. Maybe I need to know more. Right? I need to know more about the situation. I need to know more about the topic. I need to know more about this. And so, you know, a lot of times people will get discouraged because you'll, as you're teaching people, you're constantly growing. Right? So you should be, I should be growing as a teacher every time I'm teaching, studying, so on and so forth. So that way I can continue to help other people grow around me. Well, guess what? If I stop growing, then it's going to be impossible, really, once you all get to the same point that I'm at, to grow any further with what I can, with what I can do. Because I have myself refused to stop growing. So a lot of people miss it. They make mistakes. Well, you know... Brother such and such at, at little old backwoods country church that's got seven people said that, you know, if I didn't get healed specifically this way, I wasn't going to get it. Well, what did the Lord say? Well, I don't know. Brother such and such at little old backwoods country church said that it's got seven people said that if I didn't get it this way, I wasn't going to get it. Okay. Is he the Lord? Did you ask the Lord? What did the Lord say about it? People look at you and bat their eyes. Blink, 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 blink. The Lord? What do you mean? I'm supposed to ask the Lord? Yeah, knucklehead, ask the Lord. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I mean, I get so, I get, you know, I get so, I sometimes get frustrated with people. Right? Or they'll say, well, you know, such and on the flip side of that, such and such has got a PhD and he blah, 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 and this and that, and he's got all these degrees. I don't care. That PhD might as well stand for post hole digger. What did the Lord say? What? The Lord. You know, the Lord of heaven and earth. What did the Lord say? Did you ask the Lord? 
Well, no, I ain't. I've been aiming to pray about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> aiming to pray about it don't get the job done, right? So a lot of people, here's what you come to find. Pertaining to the topic of healing, a lot of people don't want to correct. They don't want to acknowledge that what they believed was wrong. Because if they acknowledge that what they believe was wrong, then they have to admit that they were what? Wrong. And that's the one thing that the human being does not want to do. And that's acknowledge that you're wrong. Right? I've been wrong so much. I just finally just, the Lord just, I mean, this, for a long, I went through a season where it's like every time I turn around, it was like the Lord had a fly swatter. I said, Lord. There's got to be an easier way to do this. And there is. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Right? I'll tell you the last time the Lord really, really, really busted my chops. And this was a good one. Right? And me and him was kind of, kind of, I was kind of arguing with him on some stuff. You know what I mean? Right? Don't look at me in that tone of voice like y'all just immediately do what he says. I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, y'all, you know, to act like you didn't hear what he said and just keep on going is kind of still arguing with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? You know, you kind of trying to like, you're trying to kind of dismiss the Lord. Well, so, you know, nor, like I'm a morning person, right? And so I wake up most of the time in a good mood, you know, and ready to go and, you know, well, one morning, I woke up in a weird mood. I wasn't really like in a bad mood, but I was in like a weird mood. Well, guess what day the Lord wanted to start talking to me about something? It was on that specific morning. And the Lord began to talk to me about some things in the area of my life that He's still working on me on that He wants me to address, right? And so, piece by piece and part by part, me and Him are working on it. And sometimes I'm in, and sometimes I'm out. And I tell the Lord, I'm out today. You know, I mean, I it, look. If you're looking for me to be perfect, you might as well go to your car and pack, and pack it up. I'm not perfect. I I mean, there's an area of my life that the Lord been dealing with me on for about near on four years and five months, almost in one day. He been dealing with me on this, and sometimes me and him's on the same trail, and sometimes he's a dragging me by the lead rope. I ain't going to lie to you about it. I mean, there's this one area. Me and him have kind of been contending against each other. Right? And sometimes I'm in, and sometimes I'm out. And when I'm out, I'm usually out for periods of weeks. It's not sin. It's just there's an area that he wants me to start fixing, that he's wanted me to start fixing for about four years now. And me and him just can't, I just, I just can't round the bend on it. So, but anyway, so this one morning, the Lord won't start talking to me about this. And, you know, and so I was like, man, I'm kind of sitting there thinking, don't the Lord know I'm having a bad morning? Like, you know, so, so I'll never forget it. I dropped something in the floor. I don't know if it was a sock or whatever else because I was getting ready for work. And the Lord said something to me, and I bent down to pick that up, and I said, I know that, Lord. And he said, if you know that, why are we having this conversation? And I stopped. And I just lifted my hands. I said, Lord, forgive me. You know what? I need to hear everything you got to say. Even at this point in time, if I'm being stubborn and stiff-necked and I don't want to move in this particular area, you know, because I'd kind of like to just 
to quote Brother Hagin, I'd kind of like to just have a little old country church, eat wild onions and drink branch water, and people leave me alone. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, you know, just pastor a few people and teach the word, and, and really just the rest of the world just kind of leave me alone, you know. But, you know, that ain't the way the Lord wants you to live, you understand. So, we say all that to say this, is that, you know, I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. Am I, I am not, I don't feel like, I know that I'm not right in not progressing in this particular area. I know I'm not. But every time I go to, you know, something just happens or comes up or, you know, I wake up in a funny mood and, you know, and then I see something and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm out, <laughs> you know? I mean, so y'all pray for me in that, right? So I, that's an area that, you know, I'm not, I can tell you with 100% certainty that I'm not fully pleasing to the Lord in. And me and him, you know, I don't know. If I was to get over on this side, I'd remind him for probably the next 10,000 years why they some days I'm in and some days I'm out. And he knows all the reasons. So, but anyway, going back to the topic of healing, the will of God, understanding all different stuff you need to determine what the lord wants you to do okay so you're a part of the body right you answer to the head so the very first place that we stop when we're trying to get information about what needs to be done is where the holy spirit because the holy spirit is here with us always jesus said it's more beneficial to you if I go away, because when I do go away, I'm going to send you someone who's just exactly like me, and he's going to be with you always. He's going to be your advocate, your intercessor, your helper, your guide, your comforter. The Greek word's the parakletos, one who comes up behind, beside you uh, and kind of girds you up and leads you and guides you and all this different stuff. So the Holy Spirit is the first place we stop. Holy Spirit, what do I need to do here? Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say to you, ask the Lord. So you got to go, Lord, what do I need to do here? What's the hold up here? And then sometimes you got to shut stuff off, right? Awful hard to hear when you've got your head plugged in Facebook two hours a day. I I'm telling you, I mean, I I've got that problem, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, y'all ever notice? I'll sh you won't be able to find my Facebook account for weeks, right? I'll shut it down. I mean, completely shut it down, right? And if it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't have it because it draws me in. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you see, you know, it's like you get on there and it's like all of a sudden you see something and then, I don't know, it's like some kind of magic spell. Two hours goes by, it's gone. You're like, I don't even, I've been watching stupid wrestling videos. I've been watching Andre the Giant versus King Kong Bundy. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. I mean, it's like, what happened? You know, it's like I sit down at 7 o'clock in the recliner it's 11.15, and I've watched 27 wrestling matches. It's like, what happened here, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, see. So what I'm telling you is, is that it's easy to get drawn up in that, right? And, it, and then all of a sudden, all this time is gone. So, you know what? I got aggravated a couple of days ago. I said, I'm done with this. <laughs> Cutting it off. Shut it off. Perfectly fine. You know what? For like three days, the world was normal. You know why? 
Cause I went, I like watched people. You know what? And there, I seen a handful of people on mask with masks on. But you know what? There's no moron on there talking about this version of COVID and that variation of COVID. And, and you know, and now we got old Mud Creek doctor, what's his face, Watts. You know, who says that uh, you know that you can't trust this doctor and blah blah. I mean, it's just all this nonsense of swirl and confusion and stupidity. And I mean, and the educated people and uneducated people. It, I don't trust none of them. They're all. I mean, it's just it's all a mess. Right? So for like three days, this has been beautiful. I go to Walmart, people are friendly. I talk to people, you know, it's like I don't hear anything about none of this stupidity. I don't hear anything about Joe Biden. I don't hear anything about Donald Trump. I don't hear anything about, it's like, this is beautiful. I really, really like this. This is peaceful. And then the Lord said to me today, I want you to say this. I said, Lord, don't you know I'm trying to stay off Facebook? I said, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm driving down the road. The Lord's overwhelming me. This is what I want you to say. In the midst of corrupt government, remember that the Lord your God is the faithful God. He just keeps going. Boom, boom, boom. I'm sitting there thinking, Lord, okay, Lord, I'll write this down. I'll make a note on it. No, I want you to say this. Lord, don't you know I'm trying to stay off Facebook, Lord? You know, so it's that... Right? So we all have these hang-ups. But to see, the thing about this is we, we say all that to say this is that it's the individual's responsibility to find out what the Lord wants you to do. It's your responsibility. Now, he set people like me and other people that teach and preach and all this different stuff to help people hit those navigational markers, right? And you know, I know I'm going the right way, and boom, and this and that. And then maybe someone will come on and say something that'll help, and all this different stuff, right? But at the end of the day, if you need healing, or you need finances, or you need whatever it is that you need, <clears throat> it's your responsibility to get in there and get that figured out. And the way that you get that figured out is by prayer. And sometimes... You've got to fast. You know, sometimes you've really, really got to fast and pray and shut stuff off and really press in there to where you can hear, right? Very important to understand that. So when we talk about the topic of healing, it's never a question of does God want to heal you? How does he want to do it? That's the question that we have to answer. So we're going to go back over a couple things that we covered last week. And then we're going to try to make it further in the notes. If I don't get hijacked by the Holy Ghost and we go a different way. So whatever there it is, right? So pertaining to gifts of healing and working of miracles. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. Very important to understand this. And they are not as the church atypically defines them as empathy and so on and so forth. Those are not gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit are tongues, interpretations, prophecy, discerning of spirits, special faith, uh, working of miracles, gifts of healing, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. There's nine gifts of the Spirit. Everybody else is using the flashlight on their phone, Kathy. I'm not that bright. Well, I... I think it's a wonderful idea. I mean, that was the only thing I kind of dreaded about coming back here was tonight was no lie. But, 
So we understand that these gifts, nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, let me let me explain something to you right here. When people get up and they preach that these gifts do not exist, they automatically disqualify themselves from being used for them. Many ministers teach and preach that these nine gifts of the Spirit are no longer for today. They went out when the last apostle died. All this different stuff. Guess what? As the person sows, so shall they reap. So when they see this in the Bible, that they see these gifts of the Spirit, yet they choose to refuse to believe that they're still for the church today, they actually disqualify themselves. That's why you go to a lot of denominational churches, a lot of, a lot of non-spirit-filled non-denominational churches, and you see none of these gifts in operation, and you don't see any of these gifts in operation in the life of the believer. This is not, these gifts are not just specifically for ministers. They're not just for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, which are very much for today. These nine gifts of the Spirit are for the church to help each other in the church so that the church can be edified, build up, strengthen, right? You're going to come to find out, right? So many people you get over in Pentecostal teachings and many people, I don't know, Regina's probably heard this, that some people will say that I, hold, I have the gift of prophecy or I have the gift of tongues or I have the gift of healings or I have the gift of working of miracles. Well, I'm going to tell you... <clears throat> That And I proved this last week, but we're kind of restating this for Tracy to hear. Kathy wasn't here. We're also now, we're actually recording this week, like unlike we did last week. <clears throat> that is not true. And how, no matter, no matter how much or how well intended someone is when they say that, no one holds these nine gifts of the Spirit. Any of them. They're not yours. They're not, they do not belong to anybody individually very important to understand that so let's look at that now concerning spiritual gifts <clears throat> brethren i do not want you to be ignorant you know that you were gentiles carried away to these dumb idols however you were led therefore i make known to you that no one speaking by the spirit of god calls jesus accursed and no one can say that jesus is lord except by the holy spirit this is first corinthians chapter 12 starting at verse 1 we just read verse 3 i apologize there for the people all right so then we talked about that it says and no one can say that jesus is lord except by the holy spirit please do not go out and ask your friends that are unbelievers that you know are not believers if they can say jesus is lord please do not do that there was a there was a teaching that surfaced among some pentecostal people that i knew that they tried to go around proving that unbelievers couldn't say jesus is lord please just Take my word for this one and just avoid that whole weird situation, right? Just avoid that whole thing because they're going to look at you and they're going to go, Jesus is Lord, and you're going to go, oh, my God, I'm wrong, you know? So just just don't do that. Just stay out of that, okay? All right, and <clears throat> it says there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now watch. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for what? For the profit of all. So when you see a gift of the Spirit in manifestation, guess what? The Holy Spirit could say right now, Hey, go lay hands on Kathy, so, and I'm going to do this so that Kayla can see that this is real. 
and it's going to see it's going to see these gifts of the spirit are given what for the profit of all so that way you're it's instilling faith you're seeing these things come to pass right all right <clears throat> then it goes on to say for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another by faith the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another tongue to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues now watch read verse 11 right here and circle this or highlight it and make a note of it but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he will It's important to understand that if this was something that you actually held yourself, you would be able to give this to anybody that you wanted to, anytime that you wanted to, no matter the circumstance. Can you see that? So if this, if I had $100, if I had $500 here, I could give each person that's here a $100 bill because that's mine. I have it to give. But we see here that it's the Holy Spirit that brings these gifts to pass through who? Through the hearts of those who will believe. Very important to understand that. That's why you don't see these demonstrations of the gifts in a lot of churches. Right? <clears throat> so think about it like this. There are, there are things that will keep these gifts from manifesting. There are things that will keep the gifts from manifesting through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the number one and number two thing is number one is unbelief and number two is irreverence or disrespect for the Lord God. It's important to understand that. Right? So can you see that many people think that they have this gift and yet it's not them. See the heart that's open. Now see I've been used in working of miracles, gifts of healings. I have been used in discerning of spirits, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. That's the top five that I've been used in. I've never been used in an assembly for tongues and interpretations. I've never been used in an assembly. See, you've got to remember these gifts, they're, what's it? It's talking about in the church. It's a dispensation. It's in the church, right? So a lot of this, like tongues and interpretations, that's for you come to find out in 1 Corinthians 14 that that's for the building up of the church. Okay, but that's also different than praying in an unknown tongue. Completely different situation. We'll cover that at some point. Not tonight. But it's important for you to understand that this gift of healing, and it's plural. You see that? Look at that in your Bible. Gifts, plural tense, of healings, plural tense. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about that in the ministry of the Lord Jesus. So in the ministry of the Lord Jesus, when pertaining to gifts of healing, one person, he might lay his hands on. Another person, he may stick his fingers in their ears and spit in their tongue. I'm just saying. So see that? Gifts, two different ways, plural tense, to bring forth healings, different types of healings. 
See that? Important to understand that, okay? So when you understand that, hey, listen, you know what? Open yourself up. Open yourself up to be used by the Holy Spirit so that the power of God can flow through you. And he may say, hey, listen, go lay hands on that person. Do this, go say this, so on and so forth. Right? Very important to understand that. Right? We oftentimes think that healing from God comes from, you know, like it's weird, like you're supposed to wave your hands over someone and booga, 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 and all this bunch of junk, you know, and everything else. And I think we even talked about this last week that Naaman, remember that? The Syrian commander that went to Elisha the prophet for healing? Go look at that. He goes to Elisha the prophet. Elisha sends his servant to the door. Doesn't even answer the door himself. And Gehazi, his servant, says to Naaman, go wash yourself in the Jordan River, dip in there seven times, and you'll be cleansed. Well, Naaman gets mad. Well, I thought that at least he would have come out the door and looked at me and talked to me and waved his hand over me and invoked something over me in the name of the Lord his God. And he's flaming mad. Are not the rivers in my country just as good as the Jordan River? Blah, 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 this and that. I mean, he's flying off the handle. And yet his servants stop him and said, Master, if the prophet had told you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? And yet he simply tells you, dip in this river seven times and you'll be cleansed. And then the light bulb kind of clicks and he's like, Dang, that is right. He goes out there, what happens? One, two, three, four, nothing, five, nothing, six, nothing. Seventh time, he come back up, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He was made clean. Well, what if he only dipped twice? Well, I don't feel like dipping seven times. I'm just going to dip five. Well, he wasn't listening to the instruction of the Lord, was he? See that? What if he'd went and stopped at the creek on the way to the Jordan River and said, well, I can just get it here? Well, he wouldn't have gone. So when we see that obedience is very, very important to receiving healing, right? Look at working of miracles for just a moment. Remember Elijah and the, uh, and the widow? Remember, he goes to the widow and he says, hey, make me a cake. And she says, I've only got enough bread for me and my son. And we're going to eat it, and then we're going to die. And he said, make me a cake first. Well, their flour never run out. Instantaneous, just instantaneous manifestation of flour for as long as he was there. See that? Well, what if that woman had said, well, you nut, get out of here. Right? What about Elisha? and the widow woman that had the two sons, remember? And the oil, the jars of oil. Anybody remember that? He said, how many jars do you have? And she said, just a couple. He said, go, go to your neighbors, go to your friends, and borrow every jar that you can. And they did. And he said, and then you and your sons fill all the jars that you get out of the one jar that you only have a little bit in. What happened? Instantaneous manifestation of oil. They filled all of those jars, all of them that they got. And it freaked them out. And they was like, they go back to Elisha, man of God, what do we need to do now? He said, do you have any more jars to fill? He, they said, no. He said, sell everything that you've got, pay your debt, and keep the rest to live on. Well, what if they'd have left and said, well, that guy's a nut. I'm not going and borrowing no jars. Don't he know I've only got a half a jar of oil? 
Huh? I need a barrel of oil. I don't, I mean, what's the, you know, you think about that, you're in bad trouble, you know? You need an answer from the Lord, and the Lord says, uh, go get you some empty jars. See, these people had to live by faith. They didn't have Walmart. These people had to live by faith. They didn't have a federal government taking care of them. They had to live by faith. They didn't have all of these things that we've got today. They had to live by faith. See that? Now, we're not knocking all the things that we have today. Thank God that we have all the things that we have, right? But all the things that we have, have has crippled our faith in a lot of ways. Can you see that? What what are you going What are you going to do if there is no bank to go borrow money from? And we need it. We got trouble here. Can you see that? Does that make sense? So obedience will always go hand in hand with receiving. It's important to understand that. <clears throat> the Lord may tell you to do something that's seemingly crazy, but it will always work out if you'll do what he tells you to do. And there's been times, and there are some things he's told me to do. I'd be like, Lord, I go do it. Be like, Lord, what was the point of that? He said, I just wanted to see if you'd do it. Testing your heart. You're going to do what he says to do. See, you still have a choice in the matter, right? The Lord says, go do this. Well, you have a choice to say yes or say no. Think about that. You have a choice in the matter. So it's important to understand that, right? So obedience is always going to go hand in hand. So if you have it locked down, hey, I'm only going to be healed this way. Well, if that ain't the way the Lord told you to do it, I mean, we uh, we love you. We're going to see you on the other side. But you ain't getting it. And people will say, well, that ain't fair. Well, I tell people this. Well, go down there at the bank and tell, go down here at your L&N Federal Credit Union and tell my best friend's wife, Jessica Mays, that you'd like to have $200,000 unsecured with no interest and you'll pay it back at your convenience. <laughs> and tell them and see, and when she gets done laughing at you, See, have, see if you leave with a $200,000 check or see if you leave with a $200,000 deposit in your bank account. See that? I mean, think about it like this. Go to court down here and tell the judge, you know what? I ain't going to do what you say. Screw you, pal. See how well that works out for you. Right? You know, hey, won't you take a long, uh, short jump off a tall cliff? See what I'm saying? Go down there and tell that judge that and see what happens. You know what they're going to do? You're not going to walk out of that courtroom and get back in your car and go to your home and go eat a steak and blah, 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 and this and that. No, they're going to send police with guns, and they're going to arrest you violently if need be. And they're going to tote your hiney in up there to Whitley County Detention Center, and they're going to lodge you there for probably more than an hour or two. Never forget this. Jesus is not your buddy. There's too much of that crap teaching going on around here. He's not your buddy. Is he your friend? Yes. He's the king of the universe, ladies and gentlemen. And it's important to understand that. He is the king of heaven 
and earth. And he should always be addressed and talked to you in a manner befitting the king of heaven and earth. So think about it like this. If you wouldn't say it to the judge or demand it of the banker, what makes us think that we'll do such a thing to the Lord of heaven and earth? See, many people are in trouble with the Lord and they're outside. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's... I mean, you're either compliant or non-compliant. You're either disobedient or obedient. You see what I'm saying there? I mean, that's the way that goes. And the Lord's merciful and thank God He is and He'll bear with you for a long time. But when He tells you to do something, you've got a, you've got a period of time to do that or you're going to reap the consequences of what you didn't do. Simple as that. So it's very important to understand who we're talking to when we're looking at these things. Very, very important to understand that. Kathy's went neon red over there. I was like, what in the world is happening right here? <clears throat> That's pretty neat. Right? So let me give you a couple other things right here. Let me give you a couple other ways. We talked about this last week about a means of receiving healing. You ready for this? By reading and listening to God's Word. Doesn't seem possible, does it? But let's prove it in the light of the Bible. Okay? Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. And says this, My son, give attention to my words. You just lost 8 out of 10 people right there. Because most people, they're not giving attention to his words. Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. So he says, pay attention to my words and set your ear to hear the things in which I have to say. You know, he'll speak to you in things regarding outside the Word that's still in line with the Word revolving, pertaining to your life. Okay, so, so let me rephrase that in a different way. He will speak to you directly about something pertaining to your life directly that won't be an exact phrase from Scripture, but it will never contradict or deviate Scripture. So if someone got a word from the Lord that's contradicting the scripture, guess what they got a word from? It wasn't the Lord. The Lord's not breaking his word for anybody. Okay? No matter how tight you think you are with Jesus, no matter how cool you think you and Jesus are, he ain't breaking his word for nobody. So that means you're going to get it inside the parameters of what he said. And that's it. Now, let me say this. Now, you can plead your case. Isaiah 43 and 26. And I've done that a lot. And I've won a few pleading my case. Isaiah 43, 26. The Lord said, put me in remembrance. Come, King James says, come, let us plead. Other translations would say contend. Let us plead one with another. State your case that you may be justified. Well, what's that mean? That means you've got, you have the honor, the privilege, and the ability to take your case to the highest court in the universe 
to get an alternate ruling versus what you're dealing with right now. Can you see that? But see, if you don't know that, how are you going to do that? If you don't know that you can take your case and plead your case like a lawyer, well, what do you do? You go here and you say, okay, Lord, this is the situation. Now, this is my point. 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 And he says, okay, those are really good points. Now, I'm going to tell you my points. And then he'll talk to you. See that? Plead one with another? What's that mean? He's going to force his will on you? No. No. No, he's not going to force you to go to heaven. He's not going to force his will on you. And I know that that's hard for a lot of people to understand and believe, but it's the fact of the matter nonetheless. So he's going to say, okay, now this is my side. This is what I want done. Ba 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 boom right? You say, oh, okay, Lord. Well, I'll do that. He says, okay. You honor your part, and I'll honor my part. A lot of times we want God to honor his part, but we don't want to honor our part. That's tough, isn't it? But it's the truth. It's the fact of the matter. I may not say things that make people happy, but I'm going to speak the truth. I say, and that's the fact of the matter. He says, do not let them, what? My words, my words and my saints, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. What? His words and his saints. For they are life, to those that find them, now read very carefully here, and health to all their flesh. Now, if you've got a Bible with a center column reference here, you've probably got an asterisk by this word health. That would tell you that the literal Hebrew here says medicine. So he says, my words and my sayings will work like medicine to what? Your spirit? Nope. Your soul? No. What? Your natural body. Where you need the healing. What about that? Circle that word. Look it up. Health right there is translated from the Hebrew word. And if I can pronounce this properly, it's marpe. Right? This is Strong's number 4832. H4832. Three, two. And this literally is defined as a medicine or a cure to bring a remedy to bring health. This is how that is literally defined. So guess what? You know what I do every night? I put my Bible app on and let it play all night long. You know why? Because your spirit never sleeps. So you can be taking that in and taking it in and taking it in and taking it in. Right? So you can literally receive healing. He said, what's it say right there? It's a, it's a medicine to your flesh. My sayings and my words, they're a medicine to your flesh. Well, guess what? You can't overdose on this medicine. You can take as much of God's word as you want to, and you can't OD. And guess what? It ain't going to do nothing but help you. There's no side effects. Can you see that? All right. Now, go on down here. Write this down. Proverbs 17, 22. Proverbs 17, 22 says, A merry heart 
does good like a medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart does good like medicine. What does medicine do? It brings what? It brings healing, doesn't it? So you know what you can do? You can put on some good comedy that's not full of nonsense and cussing and sin and all that different stuff. There's stuff out there, right? I like Jerry Clower. Like Jerry Clower told that story about, you ever, you ever, anybody ever tell him tell a story about him and Marcel Ledbetter and the first time they got on the train? You ever hear that one? He said him and Marcel Ledbetter all the days of their life had been wanting, when all the time these kids been wanting to ride on that fastest train in the world, the city of New Orleans. And he said, finally, the federal government bought him and Marcel Ledbetter a ticket on the city of New Orleans as they were leaving wherever they was at in Mississippi going to some uh, army base for basic training. And he said, me and Marcel were on that train six hours and we was homesick five hours and 55 minutes of it. And he said, he said, they, you know, they growed up dirt poor. He said, they's on that train. He said, here come this right directly. This feller came down the aisle there singing, saying apples, oranges, bananas, apples, oranges, bananas. Marcel said, Jerry, what's a banana? He said, I, I got no idea, Marcel. What, you, what is it? He said, he called that feller over there and he said, hey there, feller. He said, uh, what's one of them bananas? And he said, two for a nickel. So Marcel said, well, give me two of them bananas there. And he said, how do you eat them? He said, well, you peel that yellow part off the outside. And he said, oh, Marcel sunk him fingernails in that banana and slid her from top to bottom. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and opened that banana up there and said, scooped him out a handful, throwed it in his mouth and went to chomp it up. And about the time they did, he said, we went through a tunnel on that city of New Orleans and he said it got jet black in that train car. He said, you couldn't see nothing. And he said, Marcel started hollering, Jerry, Jerry. I said, what is it, Marcel? He said, did you eat any of your banana yet? I said, no, Marcel, why? He said, don't eat none of it. I took one bite of mine, went stone cold blind. <laughs> see, that's good stuff right there, isn't it? So see, it's good to laugh. And that's what the Bible talks about. A merry heart. People don't... Think about all the negativity that you see on Facebook. Right? Think about all of the absolute stupidity, foolishness, nonsense, ignorance. If I missed any words there, just feel free to jump in and add your own. Right? I mean... I'd kind of like, really, if I hadn't, if I just had my druthers, I'd probably just like to pastor a little old country church, like I said there, like Brother Hagin, and eat wild onions and drink branch water, you know, and jump on Facebook and see nothing but pictures of people's kids and their family having a good time and people sharing the scriptures and things along this line and all this different stuff. That, that'd be just about perfect for me. I'd get on there, no wrestling videos, no nothing, take that stuff off there too because I'm bad for that. Get all that stuff off there and just see that and be like, that's wonderful. There's a picture of Kayla and her kids. That's really nice. Click and jump off there. See that? 
So think about all of the nonsense and stupidity that you're inundated with and you don't even realize it. Think about that, right? Think about all of the stupid stuff that fills your mind and you don't even realize it. Think about it, right? That's, I mean, that is, that's major. Because it just, in an instant, it just change your tone. And once the devil knows what rings your bell, guess what shows up in your newsfeed all the time? And I mean, I like, I mean, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, okay, I'm like, okay. You know, some lady shared something about, uh, you know, and I bet people pretty heavily before I even accept. I've been through this nonsense a few times, you know what I mean? So I vet people really, really heavily before I even accept friend, Facebook friend requests. And my, I mean, like I've got hundreds and don't even, uh, you know, like once every couple of months, I'll go back through and I'll look at every one of them. And I'm looking for that witness in the spirit. Nope, they're trouble, 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 trouble. Nope, just keep on passing them by. You know what I mean? And so, but uh, I let one lady slip in on me there. And I mean, just in an instant. I mean, she shared something about it was it was a pro-abortion thing is what it was. And man, I tell you what, it just, I mean, it instantaneously just jerked me right down in the flesh. And I said, you out of here, Jack. You know, and I kick them out. You know what I mean? But, I mean, just that fast. Boom. You know, people say, well, I just see something that offends me, and I just scroll out on past it. Well, I'm not going to. If you share stupid stuff all the time, I'm not, I'm not having any part of that. Light's not supposed to have, light can't have any fellowship with darkness. Christ's not supposed to have any fellowship with Belial. We're not supposed to have any fellowship with stuff in the world, and that ain't got nothing to do with the type of music or the type of Bible that's, that's sung or played in church. If you can't say amen, say oh me. It's true nonetheless. <laughs> they just as much of the church and bad teachings that's worked its way. Bad teachings has inundated the church more than rock music or this music or that music or this translation. See what I'm saying? So when we look at all this different stuff, a merry heart does good. Like what? Like a medicine. Another thing right here to receive healing. And guess what? You can't OD on it. You can't have too much of it. Right? Like the Cajun guy that lived on one side of the swamp. His name was Pierre. And he had a neighbor that lived on the other side of the swamp that he couldn't stand. But they couldn't get at each other because they was on opposite sides of the swamp and there wasn't no bridge between them. And all their life, they'd holler back and forth insults and stuff back and forth across that swamp. One day, old Pierre told him, he said, hey, Jack, if the state of Louisiana ever built a bridge across this swamp, Clarence, I'm going to come over and I'm going to kill you. Right? Well, the day came. The state of Louisiana <laughs> built a bridge across that swamp. <laughs> Old Pierre told his wife, he said, today is my day. He said, I've been waiting 25 years for this day. He said, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to kill Clarence right now. His wife was so proud. You go, Pierre. You do it. <laughs> Old Pierre went walking across that bridge. 
and got to a sign that was in the middle of the bridge, big sign right across there. Looked up at that bridge, read it, turned around, took off running back as fast as he could to his house. He got out of breath. When he finally got to the door, he said, his wife said, Pierre, what's wrong? I said, you've been waiting 25 years for this. This is your day. You gonna go over and kill Clarence. He said, first off, I'd like to thank the state of Louisiana for putting that sign up that told me that Clarence was 11 foot six. <laughs> Have you got Clarence, Clarence? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I said, I'd like to thank the state of Louisiana for putting this sign up that told us how big Clarence was. <laughs> See, that ain't that good right there. See that? It's a good, it's a good laugh. Like the, like the butcher that used to take his wife to the, to the uh, conventions and say, hello, meet my wife, Patty. <laughs> meet, my, meet, meet Patty. <laughs> That's good, though. You know what? It's good to laugh. Have fun. A merry heart does good, like medicine. All right. <clears throat> Write this one down. Fear the Lord and depart evil. Proverbs 3, verses 7 and 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. That eliminated a lot of people right there. See, these are qualifiers, ladies and gentlemen. It's, under, it's important to understand this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Now watch what verse 8 says right here. It will be what? It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Fear the Lord and depart evil. And it will be, it will be, not might be, ladies and gentlemen, not might be, not possibly, not this will work the second Tuesday of next week. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Health here, interesting word, the Hebrew word, ruput, and it means a cure, health or healing. And strength, I can't pronounce this Hebrew word, ladies and gentlemen. The first Hebrew word I gave you for health is H, Strong's number H, 7500. And strength here is, is uh, Strong's number H, 8250. Can't pronounce the word, but it literally means a refreshment or a drink or strength to your marrow, your bones. Strength to your bones, right? Fear the Lord, what's that mean? Fear and trembling? No, no, that's not what that means. It means have honor, reverence, respect for the Lord in all that you do. If you was to read just back before that, Right? What's that say before that? Goes in there and talks about it says, lean not on your own understanding. 
right? Very important to understand that. But then we wanted to focus in on the healing part of this. Depart from evil and have honor and reverence and respect for the Lord. And it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch you on this one. And I'm only going to touch lightly on it, okay? Because this, the teaching on this really has to come at a separate time when we talk about gifts of the Spirit. But, and we talk about the baptism of the Spirit, okay? So I'm going to stretch it. But you can be healed, receive healing by praying in tongues. And I know that that's a tough stretch, okay? And we need to cover that. I'm only touching base on this lightly. I'm going to give you the scriptures. But when we discuss baptism of the Holy Spirit, what is tongues and interpretations versus prayer in the Spirit, praying into an unknown tongue, so on and so forth, when we cover that, we'll go more in-depth into this. But I want you to understand that this is also a means to receive healing. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4 says this, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. How in the Spirit, however in the Spirit, they speak mysteries. He who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Listen carefully. But he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. When we look at this terminology here, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. This word edifies really means to strengthen, to be made whole, to remodel, rebuild, and we're going to cover that when we specifically move into this cat when we move into this category of teaching. So don't get too hung up on it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Okay? Don't get weirded out. There's nothing weird about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, all that stuff. Okay? Very last thing. You ready for this? Now this ends the category of what I consider other means to receive healing. <clears throat> now there's a couple more that we will talk about next week and we're going to wrap all that up. Okay, so this, the, the series on healing is going to be wrapped up hopefully next week. I say hopefully. But, I mean that's 14 weeks of teaching at more than an hour a time. So, I mean that's quite extensive. Alright, are you ready for this? The very last means that is grouped in here <clears throat> in other ways to receive healing is actually not found in the scriptures. You ready for this? Medical science. Very, very, very important to understand that medicine that benefits mankind was not revealed to mankind through their own intellect, or was not revealed to mankind by the devil. Okay? Very important to understand that. Now, when we look at medicines and treatments and so on and so forth, people will say, well, that didn't come from God. And we started this. <clears throat> Some people weren't for this. We've got a hundred times more evidence, biblical evidence, to support being healed supernaturally than we do medically. Right? But we, I want to call to your attention that when we go back to Exodus 15, when the very first time that the Lord reveals himself as the healer of man, 
Exodus 15, 26. You need to read that. 15, Exodus 15, 15 through 27, 28, right? We want to set the picture as the children of Israel have been brought out of Egypt mightily. Okay? <clears throat> now, they find themselves in a place called Murat, where they can't drink the water because the water is bitter. Okay? Now, the Lord, Moses cries out to the Lord, and the Lord does not say to Moses, command the water to be made clean. He doesn't say, lay your hands on the water and command it to be made clean. He doesn't say, wave your hands over it and go booga, 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 waga, 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 right? What does he do? You look in the scripture yourself, and he tells them, he says, you go to such and such a place, cut down such and such a tree, throw it in the water, and the water will be made sweet. Then he goes on to tell them, he says, if you do what's right in my sight, keep my commandments, do all these different things. He says, I'll take sickness out from the midst of you. That's in Deuteronomy 23. But in Exodus 15, he says, for I am, a common English pronunciation of the word Jehovah, which is not the Hebrew word. Very important to understand that. Jehovah is actually an incorrect translation of the four letters Y-H-W-H, Yuve Vave, I believe is how the heap, we're going to get into that. I am the Lord, anyway the English translates, I am the Lord who heals you. So he used a natural resource to heal a natural problem. And he didn't even heal anybody. He healed the source of what could have made them sick. Okay, so it's so, so important to understand and so many people go wrong in this area. Do not, if someone's faith is at, you've got to figure out where people's faith are, okay? And there's what I like to call the scale of faith, okay? If your faith is believing, your faith, let the, the level of your faith is at the level of believing for a tricycle, your faith is not at the level of believing for a 747, okay? So unless there's some things happen there and there's a, there's a miraculous move of God in gifts of healings or working of miracles and someone has to go through the chain of being healed through medical science, do not discourage people. Don't tell them that it's a lack of faith. Don't tell them that they just need more faith. Don't tell them any of those things. Don't say anything that's discouraging, right? You say, okay. You believe, can you believe that if you have this surgery that the Lord will protect you and the Lord will bring you, bring you through it? They say, yes, so that's what we're going to believe for. Me and you are going to meet right here. Me and you are going to lock in. Jesus said, wherever two or more are gathered together in his name, he's there in the midst, and whatever they ask will be done for them. So we're going to believe that the Lord's going to bring you through this surgery and that you're going to recover supernaturally fast in Jesus' name. Kathy came to me a couple weeks ago and told me she wanted to quit smoking. Asked me what I thought about it. What did I tell you? Gonna quit cold turkey. Remember that? What did I tell you? Don't do it. I told her straight up. Don't do it. Don't don't quit smoking cold turkey. <clears throat> People look at you, bat their eyes at you. Kind of Kathy kind of cocked her head at me and looked kind of funny at me. You know. Well, you're a faith teacher. I am. And if the Lord had said to me, lay hands on her and she's going to be delivered, I would have done it. And that's what would have happened. 
But you know what came? The Lord said to me, she'd been smoking for over 40 years. I said, Kathy, how many years you been smoking? 45, 46 years? If she tried to quit smoking cold turkey without being told to do that by the Lord, she'd have a heart attack and die. See, you can't just decide that that's what you're going to do. It doesn't work that way. Remember what we first started talking about? What did the Lord say? What did the Lord say concerning that in which you want to do or you want to be done? Does the Lord want Kathy to quit smoking? Absolutely. Does He want Kathy to quit smoking cold turkey and have a heart attack and show up before Him prematurely? No. He does not. <clears throat> Now, I could have just told Kathy right there, you know what, Kathy, the remedy to your problem is you just go ahead and quit smoking cold turkey and you just need more faith. I could have told her that, but I'd have been lying to her. I'd have been deceiving her, been tricking her, right? Because then you say, okay, how do I get more faith? People say, well, you just, faith comes by hearing. Really? So I need more of the substance that produced in me the greatest miracle salvation because see by grace through faith you've been saved so you're telling me that i need a greater dispensation of the one thing that produced in me the greatest miracle that's greater than every single person being healed on the earth simultaneously remember me talking to you about the holy spirit kicking over my theology bucket a few weeks ago he didn't just kick it out of the over he like kicked it over and rolled it across the parking lot See there? Can you see that? What you need to understand is, number one, you need a revelation of what you're believing God for. You need an apocalypsis. You need a revealing of something to you in which you've never seen before. That's what the word revelation is. It's not, it's not just a book in the Bible. Also, I don't know who this is for. It's not revelations. It's, re it's the book of Revelation, singular tense. Okay? But what you need is a revealing to your heart that the Lord God is with you in what you're wanting to do. Because once that's revealed to you and it's concrete in your heart, nothing will be able to move you. You'll say, no, no, no. No, the Lord is faithful. And the Lord said this to me. And you'll have the same confidence for what you're believing God for that you do that if you died right now, you would step out of your body and go to a kingdom you've never seen based on the bloodshed of a Savior in whom you've never seen to spend forever with a God you've never seen. What's, what's harder to believe here, ladies and gentlemen? That God could regrow an arm? Or that you're actually going to go and spend time without end? Forever is not a duration of time. It's time without end. No more time. You're going to step outside the realm of time, space, and everything else that we understand to live in an actual geographical location called the kingdom of heaven. Please don't teach your children that heaven is invisible and you just can't see it. Heaven is not invisible. You just can't see it from where you're sitting. Much like you can't see China from where you're sitting. And China's not invisible. God's not invisible. He's just in a place you can't see Him with your physical eyes. The throne of God is in a geographical is a geographical location placed inside another geographical location called the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. 
Jesus is not invisible. You just can't see him from where you're sitting. When people teach their kids that, then their kids get older, they think Jesus is as real as Santa Claus. Or Jesus is as real as the tooth fairy. Or Jesus is as real as an honest politician. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I probably, I, I, I'm sure that somewhere in the world there is an honest politician. I'm sure of it. Maybe I'm just in faith on the matter. Okay. So, but anyways, right? So it's important to understand that the God in which you're believing that for, that you're going to go, you're going to die, leave your body, your spirit and your soul is going to leave your body and travel to a location called the kingdom of heaven to spend forever with a God you've never seen based on believing in a Savior that you've never seen, based on the blood being His blood being shed that you've never seen. You see how outrageous that sounds? Now see, what seems harder for God to be able to do? That or to be able to heal sickness and disease? That's why Jesus said, remember that? He, the, the, they let the people down, they let the guy down through the room, the four crazy friends tore the roof off the place, let the man down through there. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees got mad. It says he, knowing their thoughts, turned to them and said, why do you reason such things in your heart? Which is easier for me to say? To tell this man to arise and walk or to tell him, that your sins are forgiven, but that you'll know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive the sins, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and walk. So what's the comparison? You see what I'm saying? It's easier realistically to believe that God can heal every type of sickness and disease once you really rationalize that out and say, huh, I believe I'm going to go spend forever with God. When you can apply that same confidence that you have for your salvation to whatever else it is that you're believing for, that is when miracles manifest, that's when healings manifest, so on and so forth. Now, you can have someone. I mean, we've had numerous times here where gifts of healings were on, in, <laughs> in just in these teaching series. Very important to understand that, right? So that wraps up. But when we talk about medical science, let's remember, let's don't discount that, okay? For example... Remember two weeks ago, I told you all what? I had to go have a tooth filled. It was wonderful. Everybody should do that once in their life. I mean, it's, a, it's fantastic. It's like going to jail. Everybody should do that once. Once in your life, you should go to jail just to figure out how bad it sucks. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter, right? Some things you just have to learn by experience, and you're like, dang. You know, it's like hitting your, hammer, your thumb with a hammer. If you've never done that, I'd encourage you to do it. And then that way you'll know, hey, he was right. That really hurts. Like I was telling my buddy Dave Bowman the other day. A couple of years ago, I dislocated a rib. And I went to the chiropractor. And he said, I've got good news and I've got bad news. I said, all right. He said, which one do you want first? I said, well, it don't matter to me. He said, the good news is I can put your rib back in place. I said, and the bad news? He said, this is going to hurt. A lot. He wasn't kidding. I mean, it lived up to his and mine expectation. I mean, it was something to see. And I mean, I didn't cry. But I may have peed a little. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no sense in lying about it. I was like, 
was like, man, I did not know something could hurt that bad that quick. So, all right. So anyway, medical science. Let's don't discount medicine. Let's don't discount treatments, doctors, nurses, so on and so forth. Always be led by the Spirit of God, okay? And when you find out that people are having surgery or whatever else, don't say in your heart, you know, if they just had more faith, they could be healed. Just say, you know what, pray for them and say, Lord, I pray for them to recover supernaturally fast. Okay? All right. Do I have any questions from the ladies that have zoomed in? I appreciate you. Y'all have hung right in there. I don't, so I hope everybody's good. I want to pray for you guys and your families uh, while I've got you on here, if that's okay. So I don't know if your kids are with you or whatever else, but if you could, get them to come in there, and I'm gonna, I'll am i get you to lay hands on them. I see Tracy's on, so if Tracy, if you could get a hold of your son and lay hands on yourself, and we're going to... Y'all give me the thumbs up when you're ready, and I'll pray for you. And we'll believe for it. Here's what I'm going to believe for. I'm going to believe that you all are going to lay hands on yourselves and on your family, and that there is no distance in the Spirit. So the power of God's going to work through you all, driving out sickness and disease, and bringing healing and health. So... I've about got to keep this iPad on, because it looks like a... What was that old show that, you know, like they used to have the flashlight? Whoa! <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> I need to quit recording. I said some dumb stuff there. I'll have to edit all that out. <laughs> huh?